Gotta go fast! You're listening to Play for Tempo. Hearthstone in 30 minutes or less with Schwal and Steven Sensei. Oh, this is gonna be fun! So, a week or two ago, we were talking, and you would come to the determination that there was nothing that you enjoyed playing in the meta, and you were kind of feeling down and disheartened about it, and you were just kind of frustrated, and you were over it. And here we are. Balance changes happened and constructed. We got a bunch of nerfs. We got a bunch of buffs. And now you've hit Legend in both Wild and Standard. What happened? <laughs> oh, I hit Legend in Wild, Legend in Standard, and Mythic in Standard in uh, a Magic. Yes. <laughs> in a three-day period. Uh- I... I thought you weren't enjoying the game and you hated everything about it. What happened? <laughs> uh, they made balance changes and they worked. <laughs> yeah, they made a bunch of balance changes. So quickly, Demon Seed and Standard, it changed everything where you now had to take eight damage for each section of the quest line for yeah. for uh, Warlock. And they just flat out banned it in Wild. Um, that was smart. Yeah. They've said when it rotates out of standard and is a wild only card, they will rework it in a way such that it is more appropriate for that format. We don't know what that means, but we'll see. Presumably they will do due to it and steal or the same kind of thing. Yeah. The, the I think that the quest will change. Maybe it will be the demon tree or the demon shrubbery. I don't know. But for now, it's not available in wild and it's significantly slower in standard. Yeah. They also hit the ruined mithril rod, uh, which they made it one mana more expensive. That slowed everything down again. I don't know. Were we expecting rod to get hit? Yeah, that was uh, it was definitely on the list of likely candidates. You know, likely guess. So that's good. Uh, Mine render Alusia has been hit this time in a pretty significant way in that it was a rework. Instead of swapping hands and decks with your opponent and ruining their turn, you just get a copy of their hand until the end of your turn. I'm is she is she playable anymore or is she dead? Uh, she is dead in aggro. Like Wickagood and a few other people are like, if Control Priest comes back, maybe we can still play her as a value card. But like, this is not this the sort of anti combo or um, protect your board in aggro applications are gone completely. I mean the the only thing I can think for in an aggro application would be, <sighs> unfortunately, on ter- like turn eight turn nine where if your opponent completes their quest line and they're holding their quest reward minion in hand and they can't play it out on that turn you could play mind render and then play the reward but that's still slow (laughs) i think if the game gets to that point and you do that you still are probably gonna lose yeah like um then for uh, Demon Hunter, uh, Ironbound Brute went from 7 mana to 8 mana, slowing that down a little bit because it costs 1 
less for each card you drew that turn. Demon Hunter likes to draw, draw a lot of cards. This is still probably a one or two mana card, depending on the, the hand com composition. Um, it's that's a one good. or two mana card a turn later, though, <laughs> which is basically the which decks is, that played this are dead. The... Yeah, which is better. Yeah. Um, the quest line for Shaman getting hit, uh, I don't think we had that one on the radar. I mean, we we no. knew that Perpetual Flame was going to get hit, which it did. It got bumped up from one mana to two mana. But the actual quest line being hit where now you have to play three cards with Overload to get Brukat yeah, that, at the end. I Yeah, I did not see that one coming, but... Uh... You know, it, it slowed that deck down a fair amount. Like, it's still playable. It, you can absolutely play that deck and not be embarrassed. But, you know, the, they were very clear that what they wanted to do with these nerfs was slow the meta down. And I think one of the ways they had to do that was, you know, the default control deck was uh, Quest Shaman. And if they slow down the what, what turn that wins on, you slow down the entire meta more. Yeah, and they you did know. note it in the patch notes that some of these changes are on the lighter side in anticipation of the mini set that will be coming. So yeah. those were the nerfs. Well, ultimately, also perpetual flame from one to two, but you know everyone yeah. saw that coming. <laughs> so ultimately, successful. Yeah, it's definitely changed things. We will still recommend if you are listening to this and you have not done it yet, go into your collection manner manager type a refund in the search bar and press enter and it will bring up all of the copies of these cards you have and dust them all yep and then you know hopefully not spending that dust to do other things and then if you decide to play it again or if the cards become viable again you have the dust to recraft them there's no harm in dusting them and letting the dust sit in the bank yeah um i did exactly that uh, which you know, hey, okay, that that's fine. I don't I don't feel a need to recraft anything as of yet. Uh, like, but along with that, we got a bunch of buffs. Yep. Um, yeah, these were less successful. <laughs> uh, yeah, interesting. I mean, we've got in Warrior. I I think I call it. We they went pirates. Yeah, they went pirates. Um, Pirate Warrior still an extremely good deck in Wild, like probably tied for number one with um, a, a newcomer in uh, even Warlock, oddly. But, you know, it's like we have a real meta now in Wild. It's There are two good, you know, there are two probably best decks and plenty of ways to attack both of them. Like things are much, much, much healthier in Wild. Uh, yeah, I know for the first day or so after these buffs came in and all of these pirates got buffed pirate warrior was getting targeted hard on ladder because it was yeah. like everyone's going to be playing pirate warrior what kills the pirate warrior um so yeah the pirates blood sail deck hand went from a one mana two one to a one mana two two extra health is good yep uh stone mall anchorman went from a five mana four five to a five mana four six and Stormwind Freebooter went from a 3-mana three 3-3 three, three to a 3-mana three, three, 4. That card um, 
give your hero to attack this turn is pretty good. The one, though, for me that's been a standout has been the Bloodsail Deckhand, where yeah. the battle cry of the next weapon you play costs one less. That's really nice, because if you're playing the quest, you play your first three pirates. If this is one of them, you end up drawing Ankar and playing it for two. Yeah. So, like, these three buffs together, like, you know, obviously very good deck in Wild. The It's like an okay deck in Standard now, much better than it was. It's like, if I had to guess, once everything settles, it'll be one of those, like, 48, 49% decks. Like, it's not totally embarrassing, but it's not great. Yeah. Then we have, I believe, is this in Hunter, the Leatherworking yeah, Kit? Yeah. Uh, two mana, zero, three, goes to a one mana, zero, three. After three friendly beasts die, draw a beast and give it plus one, plus one, lose one durability. This goes into, like, an aggro token hunter, I'm assuming. Theoretically, nobody has played this card, as far as I can tell. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. the other one that Hunter also got was Selective Breeder, going from a 2-mana 1-1 one, one to a 2-mana 1-3. That's a pretty hefty bump in life with Battle Cry Discover, a copy of a beast in your deck. The only time I see this card played is when the only beast in the deck is that stupid charging rhino thing that has... I, I, Shual, you'll be proud of me. I believe that the term is trample from magic. Yes, the, the hint is in the name, trampling rhino. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's one of the uh, few yes. things that I remember from magic years and years and years ago. Yeah, so it has rush. It goes, goes both to the board and face. I hate that deck. I hate that card. Yeah, like. <sighs> People have been trying, and it's really bad, but they've been trying it. This, like, weird only beast is Wolpertinger, draw it and, like, buff it a bunch thing. It's, like, a really, really, really bad deck. Like, I'd be surprised if it even hits 40% win rate bad. <laughs> so, and Selective Breeder is in that deck, but, like, no, no. These buffs did not matter. <laughs> and then... Buffs that also kind of mattered but didn't end up mattering is in Mage, Wildfire, going from two mana to one mana, which increases the damage of your hero power by one. And that's a, a permanent effect for the game unless you change your hero power. Yeah. So, so if if you are in Wild and you play like I Frostlitch Jaina, like, no, you, you'll lose the buff from Wildfire. And then Mordrich Fire Eye. And... I'm trying to see how they call this a buff other than it goes a little bit faster. It goes from a 10-mana 10-10 to an 8-mana 8-8. Battlecry, if you've dealt 10 damage with your hero power this game, then deal 10 damage to all enemies. Because so, you're not playing it for the body, you're playing it for the Battlecry. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, like, this was a real buff, both of these, and it didn't matter because this deck is still terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a shame because, like, I mean, Mordrish is kind of a cool card. It's a nifty design, but it just it feels like there isn't a deck for it. But again, mini set is coming. Yep. So we've gone from what, in your estimation, was a completely terrible meta and you hated everything about it to being a mid range meta and you are super happy. So, yeah. 
what are the decks? What's going on out there? So, like, first of all is, like, a bunch of the annoying to play against quest decks just dropped off the face of the earth, uh, which I am very happy about. Uh, so that that is step one. Step two is we have these decks like Death Rattle Demon Hunter, Wayroom Paladin, Elemental Shaman is a little aggro-y, but, you know, fair enough. Like, uh, real mid-range decks that people are actually playing on ladder where minions matter on both sides of the board. It is so, it's such a relief to play games of Hearthstone where I care what they play on their board. So it's no longer solitaire. It's no longer solitaire. Like, I, I cannot overstate how different it feels from last week. Like it, <laughs> it, it is uh, just so much better. I I'm honestly in awe that they were able to do this with five nurse. Like it's incredible. Yeah, I mean it. <laughs> it definitely feels like it's changed dramatically. So there's a few things in that list. So death rattle demon hunter. Um, yep. It's been around. It's been. It feels like we've had death rattle demon hunter for a while now, and it varies from being pretty good okay situationally in the meta to being not played at all like it it seems like it kind of goes back and forth yeah the problem with with it last meta was that it's not it's not terrible against aggro but it's not great so like there were a bunch of aggro decks that mostly beat it and the problem is it also lost really 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 badly to um uh to shaman because of the um because uh, uh, Perpetual Flame would clear all of their minions, and the Death Rattles would pull minions from your hand. It would clear all of those too, uh, and then you would have no cards left, and they would kill you. <laughs> yeah, and that since feels almost bad. nobody is playing uh, Quest Shaman anymore, you can play this deck, and you don't just lose. <laughs> okay, and then you said Libram Paladin. Really, do do we really need Libram Paladin back? Like, I feel like Libram Paladin has outstayed its welcome. Uh, it's... I don't know how to put this, but it's less Libram-y than it used to be. It's... <laughs> it... So, like, the old one was almost, like... It was on the border between mid-range and control. It was it was a pretty slow deck in most of yeah. its previous iterations. And it's, it's a bit faster now. It... And it's like look looking at the list like there's definitely some changes that have happened since the last time I played it. I mean, Varian King of Stormwind is in. That's the 8 mana 7/7 seven, seven. draw a rush minion to gain rush, repeat for taunt and divine shield. Um City Tax? Yeah. Do, do you do you know what City Tax is? <laughs> it's a tradable uh. card. Two mana with life steal, deal one damage to all enemy minions. That's pretty good against a tokeny board. Yeah, I, uh, I I actually played a game against Liberum Paladin. I've been playing um, uh, the Taunt Druid, the sort of aggro Taunt Druid, and like that deck has a lot of things with one health. And so, like the first time I played against Liberum Paladin, I like set up a wide board full of stuff with one health, and they you know played City Tax and kind of destroyed my board. And I was like, well, okay, you know. They clear one board. I can rebuild from that. It's fine. And like a little while later, I was like, 
I think I'm actually okay with, you know, still having a bunch of stuff at one health because they already played one city tax. Are they really going to play another? And they played another and killed me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's um, like, the, the okay, other note one, to self, don't do that anymore. <laughs> the other one, Alliance Bannerman, a three mana, two, two. Battle cry, draw a minion and give the minions in your hands plus one, plus one. So it's like Librum with hand buff and some lifesteal clear. Actually, I mean, Alliance Bannerman is just a good card. Like, literally every Paladin deck plays it. Yeah. That that just kind of sounds fun. Yeah. It's like, they're like, you can still play Secret Paladin. You can still play Hand Buff Paladin. Those are both totally fine decks. They're not, they're not super popular right now, but, you know, you could play them. Then Elemental Shaman. Yep. It's still pretty, pretty much, much the, same. the same. Yep. Still good. Still worth playing. Questline Mage. The uh, same. That, that's, yeah, it's also pretty popular right now. I think largely on the basis of it was good before and wasn't nerfed. Uh, uh, and, you know, it's still... I don't love playing against it, but whatever. You know, it still exists. Because, again, it's not putting anything on the board. Yeah. But, like, it, now it's this deck where it's 10% of the meta instead of half the meta. <laughs> Like, yeah, it's much different. <laughs> then Face Hunter, still um, good. Face Hunter is just seems like it's always good. Again, Face Hunter with Trampoline Rhino. People are playing yeah. Quest Hunter now, and it's like okay. Okay, so defend the Dwarven District. Yeah, um, I've played that a bit in Wild. And that that's all right. But then uh, Agrotant Druid. So this is what you hit Legend with. Talk to us a little bit about this deck. Yeah, uh, it's a so it is some one drops. Uh, it is uh, the but the two key cards that you know take it that make it what it is are um, it plays where is that card? Uh, Razor Mean Battle Guard. Uh, two mana, two three. The first taunt minion you play each turn costs two less. I uh, so you play a bunch of like two and two mana and five mana taunts. Um, you play the two mana ones because they're free and you play the five mana ones because they're three mana. So you play Razor Mane on two and the five mana one on three if it lives. And it sometimes lives. Um, you also play Oracle of a Loon, which is a three mana two four. After you play a minion that costs two or less, summon a copy of it. Which is broken yeah. with pretty much everything in your deck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So I, I've played a little bit of this too. And if if I happen to get this and I've had this combo a few times and I absolutely love it. Yeah. It it's a turn six play. It's or one Oracle of a loon. Yep. You play one Razor Main Battle Guard, which then gives you a second one because of Oracle of a Loon. Yep. They then have discounted your taunts by a total of four. Which makes Greybow a one mana minion, and you get a double Greybow on board. Yep, I think I did that once in my climb. They conceded immediately when I did it, but it was so funny. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 there. But I mean, even without that, the other thing that this deck has in it that is both a good early play and great with Oracle of Alune, especially if you can get a taunt out to protect her, uh, it's running two post. After yep. your opponent draws a card, costs one more. Um, 
having Oracle of Elune and then copies of two posts, I did have one game where I couldn't attack them, but all of their cards were being increased by four every time they drew something, and it was against a questline demon hunter. Yeah. They they yeah. were not happy. <laughs> yeah, I had a game against a questline demon hunter where I had uh, three copies of watch posts in the game because of the, the second one I got played off Oracle, and like they just couldn't remove any of them. And I was just like, like because three of my board slots were taken up by them, it was taking me a while to kill them, but I knew they just, they could not win that game. Like there was nothing yeah. they could do. I think they even, um, they, they played glide at one point, non outcast. And I was just like, Oh, Oh, you are just dead. <laughs> like I'm, I'm a little sorry because the, like, this is just so me. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean it's it's interesting cuz I mean the this deck tops out at 5 with being Teacher's Pet, Arbor Ups and Graybow. And then you've got you know Kazakus, which I I would say is a flex slot. Yeah, I I'd been I running mean, Park Panthers, which I liked. Yeah, I think my my list was running that as well. So Agro ag, Taunt Agro Druid or Agro We Taunt Druid would be your call. At least that's what you called for uh, your climb. Yeah. So yeah, it's mid range. We can play on the board again. Yeah, yeah. The like, I mean, you can still play aggro decks. You can still play quest decks. You can, you know, but like, mid range is back and people are playing it, and that 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 is the thing I was missing the most. And like, the board matters most of the time now, which is super yep. important to me. And we would expect this meta to more fully shake out in the next week or so. Yeah. Like it's mm. possible it gets back to a point where there are more quest decks and more linear decks being played again. And like that wouldn't surprise me, but for now it's in a pretty good spot. And even if it gets a little worse from here, I think we'll still be, you know, reasonable. Yeah. And then in wild, wild, of course, is, is a whole mixture of things, but you hit legend with what? Disco Zoo, it's back. It works. It's reasonably solid against the two best decks, which are uh, uh, even uh, Warlock and uh, Pirate uh, Warrior. Yeah. So, but yeah, Disco Zoo, and again, Disco Zoo is a good deck. Schwal can pilot this deck in his sleep. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Good job, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> Also, so, yeah. the, uh, like my my old standby tech of um, Glacial Shard, really good against both of those top two decks. <laughs> mm. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, the changes, I think we can confidently say successful. Absolutely. So speaking of the changes, so the, our next topic, one of the things noted in the balance changes, there was one line of text in the patch notes. Some of these changes are on the lighter side in anticipation of the mini set coming in the next major patch after the patch that launches Mercenaries. That's a bit of a surprise. Yeah. So our our mid-set mini set looks like it's being delayed to what we would think. So we know that, what, Mercenaries launches on... 
October 12th. The 12th? Yeah. So just over two weeks from now. You got to figure they're not going to roll out the mini set the very next week. So we're looking at October 28th or maybe even November 4th for the mini set. Uh, I think it's possible it's the 21st. Like it could be the Thursday of the next week. But it's weird. More likely the 26th or 28th, something like that. Yeah. And that would give us a month basically of the mini set before we would have a new set drop because we know that the devs don't like to drop a brand new set around the holidays for a variety of reasons. You know, people are not in the office. People are with their families. You have major holidays. You don't want to have to be rushing bug fixes on live servers. So early to mid December would put our next set being December 7th or possibly the 14th or we're having to push out clear into January. Yeah, I the timing is going to be weird here. Yeah. I mean the fact that they the only thing I can think is that they've decided that a month of a mini set is good enough. But I wonder at the same time why they didn't do something like drop the mini set this coming week or even this week we just finished, which they could have dropped the mini set with the buffs. I, I wonder if it just wasn't done. Yeah, it's, it's odd. Yeah, like, I mean, like, the people who would still be working at the mini set on this point are the people in charge of balancing it, who are also the people mm-hmm. who have to work on the balance changes for standard. And, like, I I wonder if it's just, like, they're, like, we have to delay the mini set so that we can work on one and then the other. <laughs> yeah, and... I would have thought that the mini set would have been pretty much ready, but possibly it gets pushed back because they wanted to see what would happen after this round of balance changes. Yeah, I could see that. Um, Because if they have to go back in and tweak some more things, they have that. But then you've got this mercenaries launch in the middle that kind of gums up the works. Um, Yeah. So it's, it's going to be an interesting news cycle pushing forward, especially after mercenaries, um, so mercenaries, we got a little bit more information. Yeah. Again, October 12th. We're just over two weeks. A bunch of streamers got early access and were able to do gameplay demos. They were able to actually show everything from upgrading your village, town, whatever we're calling that, to playing through uh, some of the bounties, to playing even some uh, PvP uh, videos went up from Trump SC, Kraparian, Slissa, and Ali Straza. I don't know if anyone else, those were the ones that I was able uh, to find. There were a few other uh, non-English ones, like I think uh, Taurus had one in French and a few others yeah. like that. So did you watch any of these? Uh, I watched about 15 minutes of the Slissa one, which was essentially just the you know 15 minutes of her playing the tutorial. And watching that, I was like, oh, I now understand what would be strategically interesting about this game. (laughs) (laughs) Which you didn't manage to convey to me in an hour of presentation. (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I was the same. I, I watched the Slissa one. Uh, I, I watched pretty much the whole thing. I did not learn anything new that I hadn't already seen or figured out. But yeah. I had to dig to find that information. If I was someone that was not highly invested and not highly attuned to what was going on and searching out and reading patch notes, if I was an average player, this was a revelation for what this game mode is. Yeah, like it. Like you could sort of put together that this is what that game mode was from, you know, the presentation and the blog posts, but like, you know, putting it together is very different than seeing someone play it and make strategic decisions. And which is, watching she, she seemed like she was having fun. Yeah. Like she was enjoying it and like, okay, great. Now I want to try. She, she ended up going out. Uh, now I want to try PVP and I'm going to do it with Allie because I know Allie's testing it right now too. Yeah. Um, awesome. Awesome. So Yes. I'm more excited to play the mode. I think you're probably 1% more excited. I'll be generous to give it 5%. Per- <laughs> oh, which 5%. Wow. So up 5% from zero. So you're up to 5% interest. This is this is a plus. <laughs> which I'm up from like 5% to 10%. Let's be real here. <laughs> okay. Okay. 5% to 10%, which still gives everything an I hate it rating on the Schwal scale, but... That's what we expect until like, it's proven yeah. until until it's a proven card, until it's a proven expansion or a proven new mode. It's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like, I mean, I'm still me. Like, I, I, I play <laughs> card games. That is 90% of what I play at this point. I, you know, this is not a card game. And like. It looks vaguely interesting and like interesting enough that I will, you know, try it out and maybe it works for me. But like, it's not a card game, so the odds of me sticking with it are pretty low. And that's just the whole thing about it. <laughs> like, I I'm wondering if this could be something that is your kind of like, like Hat talks about. This is my I'm watching television on the couch game, or my I I don't want to pay attention and I don't really, really have to pay attention and i just want to play a game just to have a mild distraction kind of thing yeah for me that's a five so i don't know <laughs> but i have played so much to five that i no longer need to read when i play it i just know what wow. it does <laughs> and i don't i don't think of civ five as a, as a relaxing game i think of civ five as that game that i start like oh it's like three in the afternoon i'll play some civ five <sighs> okay one more turn and then i'll go to bed Wait, it's 5 a.m.? What happened? <laughs> oh, I do, I do that a fair amount at the beginning, but I, I tend not to anymore. Yeah. Um, so some more information that we got through early access and through a Blizzard posted a answers to your frequently asked questions thing that had some good information. So some more things we learned. Crafting new mercenaries. These cost your various merc bucks, which apparently, I guess we've decided as a community, we're going to give each merc buck its own currency value. Yep. 
we'll see if we get an official list posted eventually. But generic Merc Bucks, again, these are the special currency from the mode that is tied to each mercenary. If it's a rare mercenary, it will cost you 100. An epic will be 300. A legendary mercenary will be 500, which is down from the original 600 they listed. So the fact that they changed it in the FAQ, it was 600 and something else. They had the 600 crossed out and 500 after that tells me that maybe they're looking a little closer at the economy and realize that players are a little concerned. Yeah, that's good. When it comes to leveling mercenaries, they say if you stick with your starting team, which is what you will get by simply unlocking by playing through the tutorial, and you then play the bounties as they unlock naturally, it should take less than 10 hours to fully level all of your starting mercenaries. I'm pretty happy about that. I, I don't really have a frame of reference for like either like what that compares to or what that or what i care about having the max level means so i don't know (laughs) yeah i i assume max level means that they're getting more skills they're getting more health they're becoming stronger it makes it easier to run through bounties things like that um Along with that, heroic bounties, which you get by upgrading one of the things in your town. I think it's when you upgrade the travel point to from a horse to a portal. Uh, they offer 50% more XP towards character progression. Uh, they did mention that any mercenaries in the party will gain XP towards leveling up even if they never actually engage in the battle. If they're part of the team, they get the experience, they can sit on the bench the whole time. This is great if this is a mode that you're playing and you're doing heroic bounties and you have a party that's super strong. You can then throw one or two weak brand new characters that you've unlocked on the bench and power level them. Okay. Okay. Again, it's it's that trade-off and figuring out what that means. Um, when it comes to PvP, player versus player, there there is a little bit of bonus for XP there as well. Um, you will be able to, and I have some concerns about this just because it's been something that has been broken and has been fixed and they've needed to deal with. You will be able to challenge people on your friends list and you will be able to spectate your friends playing mercenaries. I certainly hope they get all of that figured out because the integration with the Battle.net client and with chat and all of the problems we've had with chat and spectating over the years in regular Hearthstone is rough and adding a whole new mode on top of that. I, I hope... I hope the Battle.net team is heavily involved in making sure that this works well. Yeah, this is, like, the odds of this mode launching with no bugs are, like, 1%. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the odds of anything launching with no no bugs is... One of the things I hate is when players on the internet... So I'm looking at you, Reddit. 
start yelling things like, you know, oh, small indie game, they can't dev team, they can't even test their own game, rah, 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 there's all these bugs. Um, years and years ago, in a different lifetime, I worked for a software company. I've worked for multiple software companies in my time. I was on the hardware side of things, doing network engineering for them. But there was one thing that was standard across the different companies that I worked for. And that was in the QA department, in, in quality assurance, yeah. being the people that test the software before it ships to customers. We had a phrase. And it was Zaro Boogs, Z-A-R-O-B-O-O-G-S. It's not zero bugs, but it's close enough. <laughs> yeah. Nothing is ever going to launch without bugs, but nope. especially when you have what we affectionately call the code base for Hearthstone as being this spaghetti code, this code that is now what we're going on seven years, eight years, ten years of Hearthstone at this point. It launched in 2014, 15. So, yeah, we're like, I mean, we're we're yeah. we're easily then six plus years into stuff where they had a wireframe of a game concept that they didn't expect to be popular or do anything. So it was programmed with limited outlook towards the future when it started. Yeah. And then we've stapled and duct tape and super glued all this other stuff to it. Yeah, it's honestly kind honestly, of amazing the Hearthstone client is as stable as it is. <laughs> yeah, the I'm I'm impressed by the fact that it works. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I would expect some major bugs to come with this as well. But yeah. then you're also integrating to all of those chat features and friend features, which is Battle.net, which is technically a whole other team because Battle.net integrates with all Blizzard games. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, so there will be updates. They're looking at updates for the game itself about the same as what we get for Battlegrounds. Regular updates will be in most patches and one large update per expansion cycle. Um, the team is really confident in their matchmaking for player versus player, so they don't think balance adjustments are actually going to be needed at all unless there's something that is super, super broken ooh, that they need to fix. Ooh, this, ooh. Ooh, I, I... Ooh, that... Now, they, no, no, they no. have this new... No, no, like, I, I'm, I'm sure... Like, their system will probably work fine. I, I'm not debating that. It's, do I want to play a game that uses this system? And, like, probably not, honestly. Like, I don't think I'll play PvP. So, P the way they're talking about the PvP matchmaking, they haven't fully explained it. But from what I've been able to gather, they will look at the relative strength of the party composition you have versus who you're matching against so <clears throat> excuse me in theory if i come in with brand new brand new mercenaries all level one they're going to do their best that if i go into pvp that i matched with another player that is running all level one mercenaries to keep it kind of balanced 
if I'm running an all legendary grouping that are all max level and they're all equipped with things, they're going to look for a similar composition of strength and however they do it to match us together. So no one should be in PvP. No one should be getting face rolled. Yeah, that's not... But like... What is the... What is your incentive to build a better team if you're just going to get paired based on that? Well, there's other things that go on as well. I think the incentive is... The theory is under this new matchmaking algorithm system thing that they've developed is that the games will feel meaningful and somewhat challenging. That it won't just feel like... I went into PvP and I had a significantly better composition than someone else and I just trounced them and moved on and it was just yeah, but performance. Like, then why should I build a better composition? That's the part I don't get. Like Probably because as you're going up in levels, you might be earning more XP, you might be... Yeah, but I don't it know. just feeds back into the same system. Why do I care? That <laughs> like I, this is this is the problem I really have with this system is like why should I build a better deck in Hearthstone? It's so I can beat more people, so I can be matched up against stronger people who are playing better decks so I can get better. It's like but like if I don't do that here, I'm just gonna have the same, you know, I don't <sighs> So you're 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 concerned that it, that you have the thought of I can hack this by just playing low level mercs in this and it doesn't matter because it's still an evenly matched game and it doesn't matter whether or not I have a stronger composition. So there's no there's no carrot at the end of this stick in PvP. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know. I'm Yeah, I, this... I feel confident that there will be a carrot at the end of that stick. I don't know what that carrot is. If anyone else knows, please hop over into Discord or ping us anywhere on pretty much any Discord and tell us. Yeah. I'm at least from what we know, I, I'm still not getting what makes the PvP interesting or worth pursuing. That that's fair, and I think that's that's a good question to figure out. Um this is not a system that's used in player versus environment or PvE because they don't care if we crush the AI. They don't care if we go up against the very first bounty with a fully maxed team and face roll the entire bounty in like two minutes because it's the AI. Cool. Yeah. That means you could over level and grind things out if you want to. And then uh, the other one that, that this is causing some concern for some players that mercenary bounties and quests in mercenaries and things do award experience points towards your bonus track or reward track in general Hearthstone. This is going to be the source of gold for purchasing mercenary packs, etc. So just like you have your normal stuff that you do through your normal play and constructed and then you get your XP and it unlocks the next level and you get gold or whatever else mercenaries is going to do the same thing. Yeah. 
This is worrying for two reasons. The first is that the rewards track is very much uh, front-loaded. Like, you accumulate a lot of gold very early in the uh, very early in the in the thing, and much less later. So, if you're playing about uh, mercenaries and constructed Hearthstone on the same account, you're getting diminishing returns. Um, the other thing is that most of your progress on the rewards track comes from quest XP, not from time XP. Um, the And like how much quest XP will Mercs have, we don't know. And that that's a problem. I, I would assume the quest XP, the daily quests within Mercenaries are probably going to be very similar to what we see in standard constructed traditional hearthstone yeah we don't know for sure but that that would be my guess i Um, certainly hope so yeah and we'll find out uh there were some people i saw having a discussion in discord whether or not it would be smart to open and maintain a second account on another server or even on the same server with a different login that was just used for mercenaries because then all of the time you're playing mercenaries is going to feed into its own reward track and you're only using the gold from your mercenaries account for mercenaries and then you can keep your constructed hearthstone separate um it's a lot of work to maintain accounts on multiple servers yeah i've done on it. top it's of not too bad Especially if you're just he, playing different modes. But then there's also the question of, okay, like the vast majority of our XP right yep. now, I would guess comes from the weekly reset that you get on Sunday or Monday that uh, gives you your weekly quest. Um, I think weekly quests and daily quests over a week are are approximately equal. Maybe daily quests are slightly more total. Yeah, but with those unless those get reworked those are also all pointing towards constructed yeah i mean the the big one is win five games of ranked hearthstone yeah and if you have a mercenaries account on a separate server without a whole list of uh, without a whole bunch of uh cards and you don't have a collection on that server it might be very difficult for you to win those five games. Uh, you also don't have a multiplier. It's going to be very easy for you to win those five games, let me tell you. <laughs> okay, but again, maybe easy in the first month or two. It's just, it's one of those things where... If you where... only play five games a month, maybe six or seven, <laughs> let's be honest here. Like, okay, okay. trust me when I tell you, you could just keep doing that. <laughs> Fair. So it's it is an option if you decide you really enjoy this mode and you want to have a separate account for it. For myself, I'm not I've I've tried to run multiple accounts on multiple servers before and it it became too much of a task or a job that I felt like I had to do of okay, I have to go do my dailies on both servers today. Yeah. And I didn't I didn't enjoy that. It actually made me want to play the game less. If it works for you, that is an option. Yeah, I, I, 
I played my alternate servers when I wanted to play a lot of constructed. And when I did stopped wanting to play a lot of constructed, I abandoned them completely. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, so we've gotten some more information about mercenaries. Um, I, I think I will make a note that we need to find out more about PVP and, and why, why should Schwal want to play PVP in this mode? Yeah. Of course, if I run with the Schwal hates everything kind of stereotype of Schwal, because Schwal will always Schwal, he's only going to play this like once or twice and never play it again anyway. <laughs> Let's be honest. The odds of that a- are pretty good. <laughs> It's not a card game. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So that's where we are for now. Um, Yeah, we've got two weeks to go. (sighs) With two weeks to go, let me look at the calendar here. So this is is the week leading into the very beginning of October. And then there's the kind of first full week in October. And then we've got a release. Yeah. I'm assuming they've got to give us more information. I, I think this might have been I would more hope. information. I don't know if we get anything else. I was going to say, I would hope we get more, but you're right. We might not. They might just say, nope, play the game on the 12th. Like, hmm. the stuff they released in the last week or so was the stuff that they desperately needed to release. But, yes. like, stuff beyond this, like, they can get away with saying you'll, find, you'll figure it out when you start playing. And, like, I, I'm fine with them doing that. Yeah, that, that's that's fair. I I think we're all to the point where we just we kind of want to play it and see if it's worth the hype. Yeah. Or so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I realize I, I'm not sure if hype is the word I would use from there. Kind of me, but you know, barring that. <laughs> so okay, not believe the hype. That maybe if there should be hype. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that's a good way to put it. Okay, so we're coming into the end of the month. Everyone, good luck if you're going to go ahead and do that final push into Legend like Schwal did very late and like I probably won't do because I just can't be bothered. Um, And then, yeah, we will hopefully have new information or not, and we will know more about this in the future, and we will definitely keep our eyes and ears open for more information about the delayed mini set and how that's going to play into the uh, third set of the year. Yep. Which should be a big one, but we'll see. All right. With that, I think we're done. Schwal. Goodbye. See ya. Wow. Well played.